Hey everyone, welcome to the For the Win podcast. Uh, I'm Hamil Javeri with me as always, Stephen Ruiz and Evan Thorpe. Uh, happy post-holidays, guys. What's up? Happy post-holidays. I'm, I'm just ready for this year to end, <laughs> to be honest. Stephen's just a freaking ray of sunshine. That's why I'm happy that about the holiday season is that it means the year's about to come to an end. Doc, what are you happy about? You know, are you understanding now that I'm not the grumpiest person here? Like, that it's actually Steven. It's definitely me. I thought it's I was defini- the Grinch. You are the Grinch. Why does? Why do you think you're the Grinch? You're the opposite of the Grinch. Yeah, you're the one that came in with a llama s- Christmas sweater last week. See, this is work, Evan. Y'all don't see like. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Y'all don't see me at home. All right, guys, this week, uh, it is the waning days of 2018, so we're going to do a little bit of a year in review. Uh, We have a couple of categories lined up to talk about, and we are going to pick the 2018 Beef of the Year, 2018 Couple of the Year, which athlete or team had the worst year in sports, uh, plus we're going to name a most woke athlete of 2018 as well. All right, let's get to it. Let's start with uh, Beef of the Year. Steven, what's your pick? I'm going to go with a recent one and go Baker Mayfield, Hugh Jackson, just because it keeps going. And there's potential that it will go for like the next five years if the Bengals do hire Hugh Jackson as their head coach, which was reported earlier this year. So maybe we'll get it for like five years. And I'm excited for that because Baker Mayfield will say anything to the media. (laughs) He's good content. He is, but I just... I just want to know, like, what would happen if this was a black quarterback doing this? Ooh. That's that's a great take because I had that question, and I was like, you know what? I could tweet it out. It's a holiday season. But if Cam Newton was to stare down, you know, his old coach, let's say Ron was to get fired, like if he was to stare him down for 30 minutes or he did the whole, like, the the meat celebration, like what would they say about Cam Newton? They would definitely have said that he had a bad attitude, that he did not know how to be professional on the field. All those takes would have come out. And by they, we mean the media. And But the media is like... But eat- also fans. And so, fans, yeah, too. and fans, too. But the media is like eating this up. They're like, oh, Baker's the best. Look at, look at this. That's because there's no diversity in media. <laughs> but all the diversity in sports media is congregated in this room right now. <laughs> <laughs> most woke baby <laughs> i mean but it's true though right like we actually in in our time brief time hosting this podcast uh, have talked about the flaws in sports reporting because we can clearly see them from the outside and from the inside excuse me and this is one of them which is when you see a double standard applied to white quarterbacks and black quarterbacks but very few people are in a position to actually write about that mm-hmm. like someone like uh jalen ramsey has been and I think Evan's going to get into this later, but he's been he's been ridiculed for doing the same things that Baker Mayfield has been doing. I mean, you see, again, hockey is my main frame of reference, but you see this in hockey all the time, is that when white players showboat, it's called uh, enjoying the game. And when it's P.K. Subban, P.K. Subban, people say that he doesn't have respect for the game, he doesn't know how to be serious, and that um, I think uh, one of the NBC guys uh, called him... I can't remember what the exact words were, so I'm not going to try to say it, but that he's often disrespectful. And and none of that is true. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's a black player, and people have uh, these biases that they are absolutely unwilling to acknowledge. All right, so... Steve, Sorry, your turn. I know, that was like, I'm getting off my soapbox Oh, no, now. you're fine. <laughs> Steven kind of segue into my beef of the year. It was Jalen Ramsey versus NFL quarterbacks, and he had the whole interview with GQ, basically, like, saying how he felt about each quarterback, and... It gave 
you know, some teams, some, like, extra motivation, like the Bills, mm-hmm. who have been waiting all year to say, like, oh, this, t- this tweet didn't age well, and they brought back up what uh, Jalen Ramsey has said. But, I mean, he didn't lie at the time. Mm-hmm. I think some of his takes were true. And, like, Josh Allen got a good game versus him, but I'm pretty sure if you're, they were to play nine times, Jalen – Ramsey would have got the best of him. So do you think Jalen won this beef against the NFL quarterbacks? Well, I got to see how he did compared to, like, each one of the quarterbacks he said was bad. Because I know, like, we had looked at it, and I think he was, like, he was close to correct, but then, like, some of them uh, proved him wrong. I don't think any of them proved him wrong, to be honest. Except, I mean, I didn't agree with his Andrew Luck take. I didn't. Yeah, I think but, Luck was one of the ones who, like, proved him wrong. But he had never really played against Luck, so I can see why he thought that. But the Josh Allen, the Bills thing, I Josh Allen threw for like a hundred yards, so it's not like he even played well against them. Yeah, so I, like I, at the end of the year, I really want to go back and see like how did the quarterbacks perform based off what Jalen Ramsey said of them. And my pick is also Jalen Ramsey, but this time he's beefing with NHL players, <laughs> where he. Pr- Jokingly or not jokingly said that Jalen Ramsey said that he could make the NHL in six months. And no one in the NHL, players, media, or the fans know how to take a joke or take this with a grain of salt. And they all lost their flipping minds. I I don't think he was joking. (laughs) And that's totally fine. And even if he did say that, no one knew to either dismiss the comment or not. They took it incredibly personally, and it turned into a whole thing. Like, why not just be like, well, we can play football, too. Give us six weeks or however many months you need. And who cares? Yes, who Who cares cares if someone is disrespecting the game? (laughs) It doesn't change anything. And I think that's what makes Jalen Ramsey as good as he is, is that mentality where he thinks he could just do anything. And he doesn't care about, like, the consequences of saying something, which you have to have as, like, a cornerback because you're playing one-on-one against a guy that all the rules are in his favor and you're going to get beat and embarrassed and people are going to, like, lock onto that one play that you got beat. Yeah. So you have to have that mentality, and I love that he has it. Yeah, I do too. I mean, more trash talking between leagues as far as I'm concerned. And then him and uh, PK took a picture with each other at the end of the year, so it was like, (laughs) joke's on you. They're totally fine. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about the sports couple of the year. Who is the 2018 sports couple of the year for you? All right, so I'm going with Julie and Zach Ertz. Homer uh, pick. If you <laughs> didn't know, Zach Ertz won a Super Bowl, and then Julie was the 2018 Female Player of the Year for U.S. Soccer. So we got two winners. That's and cute. Yeah. People like winners. Like, yeah. what's wrong with that? What's wrong with Julie and, and Zach? How much winning has Ertz done this season? He just broke the record for receptions by a tight end, so he's winning. Who's your pick? <laughs> I have the best pick. All right, so Mad I'm going to save mine. For, I'm saving mine for last. Okay, Mad Dog. Who's your sports couple of the year? Okay, so I was going to say, oh, Jennifer Lopez and uh, Alex Rodriguez, <laughs> which I wrote an article about and can't remember. But Charles brought up something in Slack today that I actually agree with that it should have been that incredible Canadian uh, ice dancing couple. Tessa Moyer and Scott Virtue. Do you remember them from the Olympics? They weren't way, a real way... couple. I don't care. I don't care if they're a real couple. The whole whole thing around their program in the Olympics was, are they dating? Are they not dating? Because their chemistry on the ice was incredible. I don't even care if they're a real couple or not. I 
Charles is right. I absolutely love them, and I really hope they're a couple in real life, and they are my sports couple of 2018. It was like a will-they-or-won't-they situation playing out. Yeah, they played it up. They never would firmly deny. They would only, like, hint that they weren't dating, so they very well could be dating. They always left wiggle room for people like myself to speculate. So your couple of the years is just friends of the year or, like, co-workers of the year. No, I think that they're probably secretly dating. Whatever it is that they're doing, they have an undeniable bond, right? Whether or not they're romantically involved is beside the point. A woman and a man just can't be friends. <laughs> just can't be friends at work. According to Hemel. What? No, they can be friends. They can be very close friends. <laughs> All right, my sports couple of the year is Sue Bird and Megan Rapino. Sue Bird won a WNBA championship, won finals MVP. I don't know what Megan Rapinoe's up to, but she was she she was kneeling last year, so she earns my respect for that. Evan's pounding his chest right now. She, he also agrees. That's that's my sports couple of the year. Is there ever been like an openly gay sports couple where we know both of them and they're both kind of famous? Uh, I think that's a very woke pick. Steven's gunning mm. for most woke of 2018. <laughs> you might be grumpy, but you are woke. I think, no, I think that's a really good pick. So we've done beef of the year. We've done couple of the year. Who is having the worst 2018? Which team or athlete had the worst 2018? I'll go first. You uh, go first. I think it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. And if you start this year off, they were probably two drives away from going to the Super Bowl, and they let Tom Brady come back, beat them, and then from there everything's just gone down. Here, Hill, they were expected to be probably one of the top five teams in the league contended for a Super Bowl. They went and played, paid Blake Bortles, and I think that was a mistake, and clearly it is because they will be they will be looking for a quarterback next year. And this year, like, just they haven't lived up to the expectations. They're not even contending for the playoffs, for the division, and I think that their window is closing, which looked like it could be a couple years, you know, of them being a dominant team in the NFL. My brother is a Jaguars fan. And I can tell you that Evan is right. He is miserable. <laughs> Man, it, like, they were bad for so long, and then one year they're good, and then you have all these expectations. You're like, oh, we're going to be good for, like, the the future. And then they go right back down to being bad. Like, I'd rather just get rid of that good year and just have been bad the whole time. Yeah, you get, your, such a tease. you get your expectations up only to have them dashed. And it's crazy because this whole uh, division, they're the worst team. And every other team is still like has a chance to make it to the playoffs. And last year was the complete opposite where they were runaway favorites and coming into this year we did our show and we were like, Oh yeah, this is this is the team to beat in this division. I, I mean I felt like we were skeptical though. I mean I mean I was skeptical of the Jaguars just because Is it anything at all like to Bortles? do with the NBC show The Good Place? <laughs> I think it has everything to do with it. Ever since, ever since they called him out for being good, right? Yeah, they've been. I think they went on like a seven or eight game losing streak after that. Ugh, man, that just goes to show you it's a jinx. Uh, Steven, what is yours? I'm gonna go with the Redskins. Damn it, that was mine. Okay, we can tag team this one because there's like plenty of room to cover. There, I mean, there's area so to cover, much yeah. to cover. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. I'll go with them not signing Colin Kaepernick and throwing away their season because they're a team that doesn't make the playoffs that often. They had a chance. They were the favorites in the NFC East. Their quarterback got injured, and they decided we don't want Colin Kaepernick, who would be a great replacement for the quarterback. He had replaced Alex Smith before in the past and led a team to a Super Bowl. 
it just made a lot of sense. He has played in that offense before, even though they use that excuse. I just thought it was a terrible move. And they, I think they've won one game since deciding not to sign him. So that's my pick. That's definitely one of a series of questionable moves. Signing Reuben Foster was another one. DZ Swearinger waved him and said that just because he criticized the uh, defensive play publicly, uh, that wasn't what they needed in their locker room. But uh, Adrian Peterson is fine. But the thing that really gets me is, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, is that they just don't seem to realize like all how all of their decisions like contextually are bad. Like that is what's so frustrating. Like Doug Williams's response about about Reuben Foster was so tone deaf and so completely beside the point. Like he didn't really understand why people were so angry. And you would think they would know how to deal with like these PR nightmares but they're like getting worse at it they're not getting better at it you, you they're not learning from them, obviously and the swearinger thing it just makes it like i don't know it just makes it seem selfish on their part or not selfish i don't know if that's the right word but gruden cut swearing is a good player so it's yeah. kind of like the same thing as foster like you can tolerate certain behaviors and the wrestling just basically confirmed we can tolerate beating women if you're good but <laughs> you can't tolerate players criticizing us yes that crosses the line that crosses the line anybody who goes against the team crosses the line which totally breeds a culture of of silence that's super toxic if you're a player like who's going to become a free agent and the Redskins come to you like what like is it the money that's just going to attract you to play on this team or what like how can players look at this team be like yeah yeah i want to play here exactly well i mean they get free agents so it hasn't been a problem. Maybe it will be. I don't think the players really care. I don't think they care about this, to be honest. I think it's just a media thing. Do you think that it's just like this all across NFL locker rooms anyway? So with six of one, half a dozen the other somewhere yeah, else? Yeah, I, I do. I don't yeah. think – I don't know how many enlightened players there are out there, <laughs> which is probably – I mean, it's a bad thing to say. I just don't – I don't know. I think they're just focused on – Making money. Making money, which, I mean, they which should. Which is fine. They've got a limited time frame to make their money before yeah, their brains – Degenerates. So. <laughs> I have no problem with with that mentality. I don't know. And uh, they just fired their uh, uh, what's his title? COO of ticket sales or something. Mm-hmm. He's like their business manager. I don't know, but yeah. he just all he did was like say, "Hey, fans aren't happy that we signed Ruben Foster," and they're like, "Yeah, well, you're fired now." Yes. <laughs> he wasn't even there for a full year, right? No, and he, apparently, like he's like really good, highly thought of. Yeah, throughout the league. <laughs> Anybody else see the parallels to the Trump administration here? Like, any time you go against somebody in power, you're basically out the door. That's what this is. <laughs> um, all right. Before I get into too much more trouble, let's. <laughs> <laughs> who is uh, who's the most woke athlete of 2018? So I was going to say LeBron, but I feel like that's an obvious one. So I'm going with Steph Curry. Hmm. He wrote the piece about uh, having, like, what is it, gender paid equality, and he was saying as, like, a father, he wants his daughter. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. <laughs> Finish your thought. Emil is ready to pounce. He's ready to kill I, I'm right behind her. <laughs> and then, you know, the little girl wrote uh, that there 
I just set myself up. So LeBron James opened up a school, and he he went at Trump several times in interviews and on Twitter. So LeBron James is my woke person of the year. You can't uh, take it back. LeBron James, LeBron James. Yeah, so I'm going with LeBron. You can't take it back. I am tired of being the one who gets attacked by you two, so I am just going to play in the favorite's hand, and I'm going to say LeBron James was the most woke player of the year. I... Look, I'm just going to say that what Steph did, <laughs> you don't have to have daughters to think that women deserve equal pay, okay? Like, I, that's what I'm going to leave it at. You don't have to be a father to realize that women need equal pay. I just showed Steven. I pressed Control-Z on my computer, and I'm going to show you two. Watch this. If I press Control-Z and say LeBron Jeff, I just changed it because I was like, I'm not going to give – you know, the the award to the same person over and over again. I'm going with LeBron James. Forget that. Steph, you did bad. LeBron opened up a school for kids. And, and, he, and that the little girl wouldn't have wouldn't write that letter if he already had girl shoes for girls. No. Look, I, I'm not Steph Curry PR guy, okay? I just said his name because that was on my list, but I'm don't, going back to LeBron. Don't but, try to be different. No. Everybody who's y'all's woke take of the day. I'm I'm bad. Curry's right. least woke of the day. Steven, who's your pick? I'm going Eric Reed. Yeah. I would have gone Colin Kaepernick, but I feel like his thing was last year. He hasn't played a sport, so mm-hmm. I don't know if he's an athlete right now. So I'll go Eric Reed because he has played a sport and he's been still speaking out for these causes. He's still and he's getting drug tested every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going going Eric Reed. He's still kneeling too, and he's playing in like a southern state, and he's played well. He hasn't been a distraction. He's like. Everything that people said Colin Kaepernick, Ka- uh, Colin Kaepernick would be, but he's the opposite. And he's like in talks to get you know a contract after this year. Don't know how true that is, but they're saying like the Panthers are interested in bringing him back. So mm-hmm. obviously he hasn't been a distraction, and he's also helped the team win a few games they won this year. I think those are both good choices. I'm going a little. <laughs> Which one? My first or my second? My one A or one B? <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna. We're gonna pretend that Steph Curry was, was did not even come up. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. I've never seen somebody pivot so quickly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting out the fire. Forget that. <laughs> I, I saw your face. I was like, nope. And then Steven was just like, I'm with her. And I was like, really, dude. <laughs> I'm going to switch it up a little bit because I think the most woke athlete, uh, I'm going to go with either Adam Rippon from the the Olympics, the male figure skater, or Gus Kenworthy, because I think that both of them at the Olympics, two proud out white male athletes uh, who are not afraid to be fun and flirty and a little inappropriate sexual was exactly what we needed and broadcast it to a huge international audience. And I, I do like that take, you know, because I support what y'all say on this show. <laughs> and y'all had two very great woke takes, you know. I do like Eric Reed. Eric Reed has been, you know, right there with Colin Kaepernick, you know, doing everything with him. And I do like those two guys you just mentioned. So I just want to show everybody that, you know, I appreciate the opinions of my colleagues. In support of Evan, I'm going to disagree with him. <laughs> See, now I'm getting out the conversation, they, so go ahead. They were just, uh, they weren't woke, I don't think. Yeah, they were. People were woke around them. 
people no, were no, woke no. about them. They I were feel woke like. because there was a lot of um, Mike Pence wanted to come to the Olympics and he was at the Olympics and both of them decided that they weren't going to be in the co- like to be there to, to greet Pence. They didn't want him to meet with the athletes. They were both vocal about those issues. So while I feel like. They disagreeing with Mike Pence is like the lowest bar for wokeness you I'm can possibly saying. clear. 